When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C, helping to open hearts and minds in a world of overstimulation. Now, here's Toby C. Here he is, here I am, here you are. Hey, welcome, welcome back. If you've been here before, welcome back for another fun hour of talking about interesting, um, stimulating, um, provoking subjects in recovery. That's for darn sure. If it's your first time, welcome. My name's Toby C. In case you didn't hear the announcement, the name of the show is called In This Moment, and certainly recovery and living a successful, peaceful, happy life is certainly about being in this moment, is it not? Yeah. So welcome. Yeah, welcome. Take a deep breath. Just imagine for the next hour, it's just you and me, and we're going to have a chat about uh, getting better. Maybe it's you that wants to get better. That's why you're listening to this show. Maybe um, you're listening because of you have... Maybe you might hear a message that might be useful to somebody you love who's suffering. I'll show you, you know, our show is certainly tailored for people who are suffering. And uh, even though you're going to hear us talk about <clears throat> drug and alcohol abuse uh, and addiction, um, this show could apply to anybody who's really suffering, who's really hit bottom, whose life has become unmanageable because of acting out in some uh, form or another. <clears throat> And, you know, liquor is quicker. What can I tell you? So, um, yeah, welcome. <clears throat> and um, it's a concept show. This is a very interesting show uh, in that uh, you're not going to hear a lot about the host. Uh, that's for sure. I want you to imagine that you could be sitting here in my seat someday very soon with a set of headphones on a microphone in front of you, just trying to carry a message after having had a spiritual awakening. How about that? Yeah. And, uh, and that type of recovery, that type of progress awaits you. It's a concept show for sure. Um, one of the concepts is that, uh, is that you're going to learn how to start each day uh, with some kind of a thought involving calm and unity. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that right out of the chute. Um, and another concept <clears throat> that you're going to consider uh, toward the end of this hour show is the idea that you are going to possibly become a sponsor. How about that? Has anybody ever told you that you're going to become a sponsor? No? So think about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to mash into the idea that you're going to become a guiding light. You're going to become an encouraging word. You're going to become the varsity cheering section. Uh, you're going to be somebody who's going to fire up the imagination of somebody else. Yeah. <clears throat> More importantly, imagine that, are you ready for this? And this is a mouthful. You're going to be transmuting tranquility in recovery. Yeah. Transmuting tranquility in recovery. Imagine that. Isn't that a, it sounds like poetry, doesn't it? Yeah. The name of this show, today's show, is supposed to be Calming Yourself and Others. And I said, you, gotta, you guys got to come up with a better a better theme, something more stimulating. So they came up with this, transmuting tranquility and recovery. And I got to tell you, if you think about it, especially if you read a lot of 12-step literature, hey, I'm telling you, uh, it is a legacy of suffering and re and recovery that is easily passed along from one alcoholic to another. It's a, it's a legacy. And, and I'll tell you how we, how, we, how we pass along that legacy is... Uh, 
is we transmute it. You might learn a few new words, that's for sure. How about tranquility? How interesting. Yeah, well, let's just hit the definitions real quick. What is tranquility? Tranquility is the, the quality or the state of being quiet and peaceful. Isn't that a nice definition? It's a quality or state of being quiet and peaceful. I don't know about you. I have found a way to be quiet and peaceful, but it, it was poor quality. I can guarantee you that. And it always came with a with some consequences. You better believe it. So I think that's the name of the game, right? If we want to overcome our suffering and our misery and emerge from this, this insanity, is we want to kind of move to a place of tranquility, do we not? Stop the the uh, the the racket going on between our ears, do we not? Yeah. So we're looking for a quality, not a quantity, of quiet and and peacefulness. How about that? Isn't that beautiful? Now, <clears throat> to transmute something, this is kind of interesting. You know, transmute means to change or alter in form, appearance, or nature, and especially to a higher form. How about that? A higher form. You know, they talk about in recovery, especially the 12-step movement, the fourth dimension. Talk about a higher level of planular thinking where you think out of the constraints and the limitations of a three-dimensional world, and you imagine yourself getting better. Can you imagine that? Now, but I'll tell you what you can do is you can you can fire up somebody else's imagination and you can you can assist that person in imagining and believing that maybe they might be restored to sanity. How about that? Isn't that interesting? Think about that. What we're going to be talking about <clears throat> throughout this hour also is we're going to be touching on something called open-mindedness. Because I got to tell you, that's all about a higher form of transmutation, okay? Is, uh, is we open our minds and we open up our hearts and we open up our imaginations, you know? And I got to tell you, that's the, that's the key, man, that fits into the lock of, of the door of life, man, and kicks it wide open. And on the, on the other side of that door of life is, is tranquility. So there it is. How about that? Take a deep breath. I'm supposed to give you the highlights of the who, when, where, how, and why. But uh, first of all, I'm coming to you live recorded from Palm Springs, California. And uh, again, there's nothing special about me. I want you to imagine, just never mind, my name's Toby, Toby C. It's an anonymous. You're not going to get any more info about me. But I want you to imagine yourself being right here in this seat doing this. And, and, the spoken word is a message, and what I'm doing right now is I'm transmuting tranquility to you in this message. Isn't that nice? Do you find my voice soothing? I've been told that I, that I speak in the key of G. <laughs> and that if you turn up your, <clears throat> the volume on your headset or your, your little speaker box or your Wi-Fi stereo system, if you turn up the volume loud enough, all the dogs in the neighborhood will start to howl. Okay, let's get back to it. First of all, you cannot transmute or transmit something you haven't got, okay? So the idea is we want to get we want to get into a place of tranquility and peace, right? We want to get into a, a state of quiet peacefulness. There it is. And how do we do that when we're, when we're agitated <clears throat> and when we're irritable and restless and discontent? How do we do that? 
how do we find this place of tranquility when we're when we're at our wits' end and uh, and we're hurt and we're disappointed and we have an overwhelming and compelling compulsion to act out, whether it's with drugs or alcohol or whatever type of behavior, uh, uh, compulsive shopping, gambling, overeating, codependency. I mean, we can go on and on, you know. And the end result of all these types of excessive extreme behaviors is what? Haha, <laughs> defective relationships with other people. <clears throat> so, of course, when, if our subject is about transmuting tranquility, I'll tell you, it's not about transmuting tranquility within ourselves. <clears throat> it's about projecting something, maybe being a channel of something, maybe being an instrument of a higher power. And that's where the real tranquility comes from. Ooh, we're going to talk about that. By the way, if you're just coming into the middle of this long segment, my name is Toby C. name of the show is called In This Moment. It's a concept show. concept is that you're going to get better, and you're going to learn how to transmute tranquility in recovery. We're not talking about going out there to a, uh, 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 an L.A. Chargers game and standing on some soapbox and trying to transmute tranquility there. We're talking about in recovery, <clears throat> within the kinship of common suffering. And there it is. Did you hear that? Transmuting tranquility within the kinship of common suffering, within recovery, in recovery. <clears throat> so here we go. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I want you to be mindful of one of many principles spiritual in their nature. That successful <clears throat> living and successful recovery starts with the spiritual principle of unity, okay? You've got to emerge from loneliness and isolation. We cannot afford the luxury <clears throat> of a lonely moment of unhealthy solitude, especially when we're, we're, we're in a negative vibration. How about that, okay? And, and like I said before, so many of these character defects um, <clears throat> these agitations, these 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 hits that life keeps, you know, doling out by by our parents, by our children, by our friends, by our spouses, by our loved ones. You know, they're real disappointments. They hurt, and of course, the solution is to to retreat, to isolate, to practice avoidance, <clears throat> maybe to to act out in in some form of 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 silent private shame, whatever our addictions or or our tools are that we use to cope with our unhappiness. How about that? So I'm here to tell you, my friend, you got to come out of loneliness, got to come out of isolation. And you're going to hear this message every, every, every single show. And by the way, I'll tell you, if you're, if you're a repeat listener, get the memo, man, okay? Tell people to come into the group, to join the fellowship, okay? You know, where two or more are gathered, man. You know, it's a party. <laughs> and the more, the merrier. You know, we absolutely in insist upon enjoying life. Page 132 of that book called Alcoholics Anonymous. It's an experience you must not miss. But you can't have this experience when you're isolated and you're lonely. So whatever you're doing, get on the internet, talk to your counselor, talk to friends. If you haven't joined your group yet, you know, make a full-on commitment to your group. Show up early. Sit all the way down in your seat. Don't jump around like a jackrabbit. Stay after everybody prays out and be sure to stick around and put your arm around a newcomer. And give him a hug and tell him you don't ever have to be alone again. And introduce yourself. 
take him out for a cup of coffee <laughs> or not. But that's the deal. <clears throat> you know, the, the, the whole purpose we, we come to find in recovery <clears throat> when we finally start moving away from self-consciousness and start moving towards something called God-consciousness <clears throat> is we try to uh, imagine uh, really truly what our purpose is. And, and one conclusion that many of us arrive at is that maybe, just maybe our true purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and those about us. So the, the best way to be of maximum service to God is not to isolate and alienate yourself from, from others. <clears throat> it's to be available, to be, to be available in mind, body, and spirit. There it is. And that's going to be the, the start of successful recovery and successful living. There's a lot that goes, that goes with unity. It's not easy, but it's a very calming, wonderful experience, and it's a great way to start the day, by the way. When we come back, we're going to be hitting the highlights of the problems with not transmuting tranquility in recovery. There's a lot of people that are in recovery, and they don't transmute tranquility. You know who I'm talking about? Maybe it's you. <laughs> Maybe somebody you know. We're going to be right back. Toby C., name of the show is called In This Moment. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. More of In This Moment with Toby C. Take a deep breath, because we're talking about what happens in recovery, okay? We're not talking about transmuting tranquility over, you know, generally speaking. We're talking about in recovery, man, when we got to, you know, get better. Are we really transmuting tranquility or are we a dry drunk? How about that? You ever heard of dry drunks? Dry drunk is somebody who is abstaining from doing whatever they're doing in their kinship of common suffering and that they've pledged to themselves and to God to, to stop doing. And they've stopped doing it. But guess what? They haven't changed their behavior yet. Oh, man. Tell you, in recovery, <clears throat> you're you're going to encounter, it's inevitable, a lot of people who are not well. They're just not well. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Amen on that. There it is. And just because people stop drinking or drugging does not mean, you know, they change. What do you do when you sober up a horse thief? You get a sober, ho you get a sober ho horse thief. There it is, you know. So uh, there you go. But a lot of us in early recovery, we, we, don't, we don't see that. You know, there's two types of, of players in recovery that the 12-step movement identifies, and, there's, and they fall into two categories. One is the bleeding deacon. The bleeding deacon is the, 
is the person that's pretty new in recovery. They're getting it. They're sober, but their their spirit is really agitated. They still have this sense of they still need to control, act out. Uh, there's a lot of fear going on. There's a, something called codependency going on. We're going to touch on that in a minute. But, uh, you know, the other side is, is there's the elder statesmen, you know, the people of calm and reason. But we're going to be talking about the bleeding deacons right now. I'm telling you right now, whatever group you're going to be coming into, don't forget that, that there are people who are just sick uh, and trying to get better. You're still going to encounter liars and cheats and thieves. You're going to encounter hypocrites. Oh, that's a big one. You're going to encounter people saying one thing out of one side of their mouth and doing something else, man. And uh, Or so you... Or so you think. Because why? Because you're in judgment. Oh, and trust me, you're going to be you're going to be a target of judgment. That's going to be fun. Wait till you really start becoming a target of judgment. Wait till you start to move into a different level of recovery where you cease judging others and you are now insulated from others' judgment. Ooh. That happens too, but not not in early recovery. But I'm telling you, this is you know, oh, thirteen step, and and uh, and sex. Talk about ruining a person's uh, peaceful, tranquil uh, trajectory. Talking about ruining a person's uh, uh, spiritual development. Having intimate relations with somebody, you know, sexual or not, just getting intimately close, um, can lead to disappointment. Can lead to heartache and heartbreak and early recovery in life. You know, and it's not tranquil. It's a bad vibration. I got to tell you, all these bad vibrations that I'm talking about that we experience in recovery are not ones of, um, more often than not, they're not tranquil vibrations. They're vibrations of fear. You're going to be experiencing a lot of vibrations, a lot of actions and words and behaviors and feelings of fear from, from people within the fellowship, for sure. And don't forget... You know, the fellowship is just a microcosm of the real world. You know, for one hour in the home group, you know, if you have a consistent meeting that you hit every day or frequently, um, you're going to experience the same issues, same personality disorders, the same challenges as you do out there in the real world. And and you have a, a choice within that group in order to uh, to decide whether or not you want to go ahead and transmute tranquility and peace or if you want to transmute fear. There it is. And obviously you can't transmit something you haven't got. Remember that one? So the idea is to find, find a place of tranquility. How do we do that? Well, we're going to be talking about that in the next segment because that's the solution to nailing this transmutation of tranquility and recovery. Well, right, right now, we're talking about the, the dark side of, of what's going on when we act out in recovery, when we're not transmuting tranquility. Actually, it's the devil's work. You know, the devil wants to go ahead and throw out a lot of different obstacles to discourage people from sticking around. There's something evil out there that keeps wanting to, to use people and situations in order to bait the trap for the emotionally and the spiritually vulnerable. Do you believe that? I do. There's something evil out there that wants to use other people to bait the trap that sprung quite often from the emotionally and the spiritually vulnerable in recovery. And I don't care if you're, if you got 30 days or 30 years, you know, recovery is recovery. It's a kinship of common suffering. 
And a lot of us are prone to something that Freud called childhood amnesia. Good old Sigmund, childhood amnesia. The only problem is we become 40 or 50 or 60 years old and we still got that amnesia. What do you think about that? Oh, man, we just scratched some of the problems with acting out and not transmuting tranquility and recovery. But hey, it's a short segment. What can I tell you? We're going to be back after the bottom of the hour, news and weather and commercials and all that. And we're going to be really mashing it out on, on how now to move into a place where you now can be a transmuter and transmit tranquility and recovery. We're going to be right back to OVC in this moment. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here's your guide, Toby C. All right, we got to hit the highlights here of really why we want to transmute tranquility in recovery. And I got to tell you, that's a that's a real tongue twister. Say it, repeat after me: transmuting tranquility in recovery. Remember, this show is supposed to be called "Calming Yourself and Others Down," <laughs> and they gave me a new title. And boy, are you going to hear a lot of that <clears throat> over this next segment? But check it out. You got there's got to be a reason why we want to um, transmute tranquility. Why? Well, hmm. Why do we want to get better? Let's talk about that. Why are we even in recovery? Because we want to end our suffering, don't we? We want to end our suffering and our misery, and uh, we want to, you know, we want to be happy, joyous, and free. Remember that little cliche? Oh yeah. But it's true. We want to be happy, joyous, and free. And somewhere somewhere in the realm of tranquility, people experience and um, acquire happiness, joy, and freedom. Don't we all want that? But here's the deal, okay? Transmuting tranquility. The reason why we want to do that, and maybe you've never thought about that this before, but I'm going to go ahead and lay it out there anyway. Maybe the reason why why we want to transmit, transmute tranquility in recovery is so that we can honor our agreement with God. There it is. Remember, trust God, clean house, and what? Help others. And I got to tell you, how many people trust God, clean house, get better, and they fail to, to uphold their end of the agreement, including yours truly? You know, it's it's early recovery. We're trying to figure out this this whole thing about sponsorship, and you know, we're going to mash it out in the final segment. So stick around for that. But but that's the deal. Why um, this whole deal? Um, the real reason why we want to transmute tranquility and recovery is so that we can help other people achieve sobriety. It's our primary cause, is to stay sober 
in order to help others to achieve sobriety. There it is, which is super secret code for transmuting tranquility, okay? Calming the spirit down so that they can fit themselves to go ahead and find somebody else whose spirit is agitated and calm their spirit down by transmuting tranquility. Get it? It's a, transmuting tranquility is is a, is a colloquial is a is a metaphor for calming the spirit down. And how interesting! The more we transmute tranquility in recovery, by the way, the more we experience tranquility. You can't keep it unless you give it away. Remember that paradox? Oh yeah. So you got to really. You really got to want to transmute tranquility. And, um, and I got to tell you, I'm such a, I'm such a buzzkill, but I'm going to go ahead and say this anyway, okay? Recovery, I'm just recovery, especially the 12-step movement and so many other forms of recovery are about finding a power greater than ourselves, right? And here it comes. And these recovery movements are a ministry. There it is. Ah, the horrible M word, ministry. What do you think about when you hear ministry? (laughs) Right? Did anybody tell you you're going to become a minister? No. Well, you just heard it from Toby. You're in a ministry. That's what the 12-step movement's all about. That's what most um, faith-based ecumenical Movements are there a ministry? The nice part about the twelve-step movement, by the way, it's a beautiful balancing act. It's not a, uh, it's not an in-your-face, down-your-throat. Um, you got to swallow God all in one uh, uh, heaping tablespoon. No, the nice part about the twelve-step program is it's, it's ecumenical and it's secular. It's kind of a balancing act. It's definitely Christian and faith-based, but it's also very secular, non-religious. And why? So it can allow the sufferer to imagine and acquire and believe and conceive a God of their own understanding. Isn't that cool? Isn't that great? Talk about, you know, leaving the door wide open. I think that's why the 12-step movement is so popular, quite honestly. You know, and um, it's an experience. Transmuting tranquility, again, is super secret code. It's a metaphor for working with others. There it is. Remember? We're supposed to uphold our end of the agreement with God. Remember, God said, I'm going to go ahead and and help you. I'm going to go ahead and answer your prayer and your scream for help again. But maybe this time you can honor me by paying attention to others and letting me use you as a channel to transmute tranquility. How about that? Can you imagine that? Oh, we're going to be mashing that out in the final segment because I got to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to plant this idea in your head right now. If you're not a sponsor, if you're still struggling in early recovery, you're going to become a sponsor. Why? So you can start transmuting tranquility. And there's a, there's a reward, you know? Must be present to win, though. You must be present to win the reward of transmuting tranquility. You know what the re- reward is? It's joy. And it's the kind of joy you can't get in any drug. It's not the kind of joy you can get in any kind of sex. It's not the kind of joy you can get at an amusement park. No. It's a joy that comes out of this little misunderstood gland in the center of our brain called the pineal gland. But that's another show, another subject. No, it's it's joy, man. 
That's why we want to do this. That's why we want to tap into this, this, this joy. It's called the God particle. Oh, yeah. And by the way, if you're just joining us in the middle of this long segment, you know, um, the name of the show is called In This Moment. It's a concept show. I'm the host, Toby C. We're talking about transmuting tranquility in recovery, which is another fancy way of saying working with others, okay? How about that? Working with others, not working with the whole world, working with people in recovery who want to get better. And there's a very specific method for working with the others. There's a very specific method for transmuting tranquility. It's in chapter seven in this book called Alcoholics Anonymous. And I swear, I don't care if you are a compulsive shopper or a, or a, uh, a codependent or what your problem is. If it's not alcohol or drugs or something, I swear, pick up this book called Alcoholics Anonymous. The Library of Congress deemed it the eighth most influential uh, piece of literature in our nation's development and culture in our history. How about that? for accolades. So don't be too afraid to pick up this book called Alcoholics Anonymous because I'll tell you what, if you keep an open mind, you're going to, uh, you're going to be, be given little timeless and universal nuggets of wisdom. You better believe it. Like transmuting tranquility. Why do we want to do that? Well, I'll tell you another reason why we want to transmute tranquility is it's a, it's a, it's a healthy way of paying attention to our fellow man. When we're trying to calm down an agitated spirit, it's a healthy, loving way to pay attention to another person. And in recovery, when we calm down and we get in the zone, we understand full well that when we, when, when, when we point our imagination toward the right objectives and when we pay attention to a person with an open heart and unconditional mind. It's really a way of paying attention to God. It's really a way of honoring our agreement with God. Oh, you're going to love this. This is perfect. I call it the love triangle. You know, I just coined that term, by the way, love triangle, because you haven't heard it maybe in this context. It's the, it's the love triangle where two or more are gathered. How about that? And I swear, man, when I'm, when I'm paying attention to somebody in recovery, when I'm paying attention to a newcomer and I'm spending some time with them and burying my nose in the big book and the 12 and 12 and spending time with them and letting them try to figure out all the marbles that we've just thrown all over the table and we're trying to sort them out and make sense out of them. When I'm calming this person down by paying attention to them, I'm transmuting tranquility. And guess what? There's a third party in the room. It's above us. I imagine that God's up there and he's looking down on me and he's saying, Toby, thank you. Thank you for investing your most valuable asset and sacrificing your, your, your un, irreplaceable time by paying attention to another child of God, another suffering subject, another suffering soul. And there's a reward for that, my friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Why do we want to do that? Why do we want to transmute tranquility and pay attention to others and work with others? Oh, yeah. So we can experience God's grace. Yeah. So we can, so we can experience the deafening sound of silence and be at peace with that. Oh, yeah. So sorry that I spoiled the whole show by saying you're in a ministry and you're going to become a minister, but that's the deal. Yeah. It's the 12th suggestion. 
they just kind of sugarcoat it. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message. Come on, man. You're going to be a minister and get out there. And what's your message going to be? The message is not going to be your message. The message is going to be the message. And the message is real simple, man, that no human power can relieve your suffering, but only God could and would have if he were sought. And as a, as a person transmuting tranquility, what you're doing is you're helping a person have faith in the process and have faith in God. Remember, it's trust God. The first step is to trust God, to let go absolutely. This admission of personal powerlessness. And people are very reluctant to admit this personal powerlessness unless they're in a calm state of mind, unless they're with a person that they trust. And that person that they trust is going to be you. How about that? Minister man, preacher woman, <laughs> come on. You're not going to be a minister man or a preacher woman. You know why? Because you're going to be chill. You're not going to, you're not going to talk down to people from any hill, uh, spiritual or, or moral hilltop. I'll tell you, a sponsorship and uh, you know, fasten your seatbelts as we mash out this last segment for sponsorship. You're going to become a sponsor. And one of the fundamental principles of sponsorship is don't you ever forget that sponsors and sponsees meet as equals. Ain't no life coach. But I'll tell you, you can count a lot of sick people, man. Not trying to honor their end of the agreement in recovery. You know, they're not trying to transmute tranquility, but you will. You will. You understand now that being chill and trying to be healthy. Now you have a compelling reason to, to stay sober, to try to be healthy, to, be, to eat healthy, to get plenty of, of sleep, to do healthy things. Why? To take care of the temple of your spirit, to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit. Why? So you can be available for somebody. When anyone anywhere reaches out for help, you want the hand of God, the hand of AA to be there. And for that, you are always responsible. And we honor that responsibility by transmuting tranquility in recovery. <laughs> the kinship of common suffering, yeah. Remember, it's a legacy of suffering and recovery that's easily passed along from one alcoholic or one sufferer to another. Better believe it. All right, we're going to be back with the imagination exercises. Ooh, get ready for this. We come back with In This Moment, and I'm your host, Toby C. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, we hope you've had a chance to calm down, connect, and feel secure. And now, today's conclusion of In This Moment with Toby C. Well, you know, this show actually turned out to be pretty good, even though it was a tongue twister of a topic, transmuting tranquility and recovery. Gotta love it. But I gotta tell you, you know, um, there's something joyful about uh, carrying a good message. How about that? That's all we really are. We're just messengers. 
aren't we all? When we communicate with our fellow man or woman, we're just carrying a message. Yeah. And in recovery, we get, we get a chance to change our message. And also, if you stick around and we honor our agreement with, with the loving God who helped us change our message, if you stick around, we have an opportunity to, to pay attention to others in order that they may change their message. How about that? Isn't that a beautiful way of looking at it? Some of my most favorite quotes are, um, you know, uh, we saw... Well, they're talking about uh, traditions right here and, and service work, you know, within within recovery and certainly transmuting a good message is service work. And the reason why we do that is, is that if we don't, the man coming in the door couldn't get a break, you know? The man coming in the door, you know, wants to get a break that he ought to have. I love those two quotes, you know? It's about giving people a break. It's about giving ourselves a break. Felt my dog's barking. Hang on. Okay, I got the cacophony of canines to knock it off. So here's what's going to happen when, when you become a sponsor. Oh, yeah. So nobody told you yet that you're going to become a sponsor, have they? Or maybe you're sponsoring people and, and you're not preparing them to become a sponsor. Well, hey, don't forget this one elementary truth. Not only do sponsors and sponsees meet as equals, but the primary function of sponsorship is to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor, to experience this, this joyful experience of working with others. And a fancy way of, saying, of working with others is, is transmuting tranquility. You're going to become a soothsayer. Can you imagine that? A soothsayer. You're going to become a clairvoyant. You're going to become a forecaster. You're going to, you're going to say, man, have I got a vision for you. You're going to love working with people. Better believe it. The reason why you're going to become a soothsayer is, is a soothsayer is, among other things, somebody who soothes with, with their words. They say soothing things. How about that? How about that for the uh, really defining, transmuting tranquility is that you're going to become a soothsayer. Of course, the opposite of a soothsayer is a doomsayer. You're going to be telling people that they are going to get better, that this program does work if you work it. You're going to be there to tell people to keep coming back. You're going to be using your, your voice and your open heart, your fourth chakra, and your open throat, and the vibration of a good message in your fifth chakra, and you're going to have this profound effect on people with your message. You're going to experience the augmentation of the temporal experience. You're going to experience the, the time distortion. You're going to love recovery. You're going to love working with people. Why? Because it's going to continue keeping you centered and keeping you calm and keeping you tranquil. How about that? And it's a joyful experience. There's nothing like it. I want you to imagine that you're going to be working with people, even if you haven't finished the 12 steps yet. Find somebody who's, who's suffering in your group, in your kinship of common suffering. Go there every single day and keep an eye out for the one who's suffering, who's crying, who's lonely, who's really broken down. And tell them, I'm here to pay attention to you if you really want to get better. If you really want to get better, I'm going to prepare you 
to transmute tranquility. And they're going to look at you like, are you crazy? No. And you're going to say, because what you are is you're not tranquil. You're an absolute hot mess. You're hysterical. Your life is unmanageable. You're busted, trusted, disgusted, and nobody can trust you. And they're going to they're going to trust you for some reason because you're going to offer them a way out of this seemingly hopeless insanity because you're going to be a person who vibrates differently. They call them AAs, okay? But 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 it's just it's people who have recovered, people who have acquired in and outside of 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 the 12-step program, people who have acquired something called a god consciousness. They just vibrate at a different frequency. There's there's nothing like it. And you're going to vibrate. You're going to get to this frequency, this this zone, if you will. You're going to possibly get to a zone and vibrate at a frequency that God can use you as a channel to vibrate and to speak and to transmute a good message to another suffering soul. Can you imagine that? That, that you are going to be an instrument, a channel, in the words that you choose to say, the words that you speak from the heart and not the head, the words that you choose to, to use that are faith-based and not fear-based, you're going to have a very acute awareness of what tranquility and how to get there and how to bring people to a peaceful place is all about. You're going to finally understand the difference between light and darkness and good and evil and tranquility and hysteria and fear and faith. You're going to be the one. And it's a joyful experience. And I always, always remind myself and, and you and us that it's an experience that we, we must not miss. I love it. There's nothing like working with somebody and experiencing the miracle of recovery right in front of you, watching somebody get better, watching people recover, seeing, seeing another person help another person for a change, to watch loneliness vanish, and, and to know that you had something to do with that. The miracle of recovery, you don't know how it happened, but you know somehow you were involved. Why? Because you were paying attention to this person, because you were trying to transmute tranquility and peace, and keep this person calm while they cleaned house, while they opened their mind and opened up their heart so that God could enter them and expel the deadly obsession of fear. And there it is. You soothsayer, you. I hope you've enjoyed this show, man. It's been a, it's been a tongue twister, but I got to tell you, I love the subject, transmuting tranquility, working with others, man. It's what it's all about. And you know why? It's going to give you an overwhelming and compelling reason to stay sober. The joy of working with others and watching people recover and know that you had something to do with that. It's going to eclipse any notion you're going to have to act out and drink or use, man, this joyful experience of, of transmuting tranquility in recovery. Isn't that beautiful? Sounds like poetry, Toby. It is. All right, stop talking to the third person. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me for this moment. Come back soon, please. Keep trudging the road of happy destiny, of happy destiny. This is as good as it gets. Love you. Take care. See you soon. Or you'll hear from me soon. God bless. 
If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 